you know, mm-hmm. we got to keep that before you. Which really brings me to something else. Now, this this was a question I wasn't going to ask, <laughs> but you you'll figure it out once I ask it. Um, how? What advice would you give, particularly um, pastors' wives who are just getting started, as it relates to their husbands' encounters with other women? And I think you know where I'm about to go. Um, basically, you know your place. You know where you are in his life. Um, I'm sure he would never put you in a position to be uh, feeling like you have to be uh, worried about what he's doing and how he's handling things. Um, like one thing we, we do is when he's counseling, there's always another woman at the church. Absolutely. He is never counseling a female by himself. Absolutely. I don't care if it's me, if I got to drop everything and, uh, and it's, it's just got to be like that because of the times that we are in, you can never leave your spouse uncovered. Absolutely. Never leave your spouse uncovered. Absolutely. He'll tell me, uh, I have a meeting with such, such, such at one o'clock. What are you doing before he even put it on the calendar? He's going to ask me what's my schedule before he even takes the meeting because he will not. And that's something we have amongst each other. And, 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 and for me, that's just the mutual respect. That's right. That's just the mutual respect. You know, first and foremost, I never do anything in ministry. Right. Without you knowing right. about it. Right. And, and that's, that's not just limited to meeting folks at the church. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. don't accept ministry engagements without yes. talking to her first. Yes. You know, particularly if it's going to involve me being away from home for multiple days, I don't do it. You know, every move I have ever made in ministry. Now this is mm-hmm. the gospel truth. Every move I've ever made since we've been married, she knew about it before I moved. Mm-hmm. That's just respect. That's right. It's just respect, you know, and, 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 and I know some will say, well, you being henpecked. No, no, it's no, not. <laughs> no, no, no. It's about making sure that my house stays together. That's right. You know, that that's so important. That is so key. You know, keep her in the loop. Mm-hmm. Don't don't let. Yeah, I'm going to say it this way. Don't let the members tell her something that you should have told her. Don't let anybody. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Because it will come back. It will. It will come back. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, those things are so important. Now, the reason why I asked that question, and she know why I'm about to ask this question, is because (laughs) a couple of weeks ago, you guys may have seen she posted about it on Facebook. A couple of weeks ago, we had an encounter. Now, I caught that one. You got to give me credit. I caught that one. You remember the day I dropped you off at the store? And I said oh, I was yeah. going to the ATM. <laughs> you went to the ATM. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to the ATM. I'm minding my business. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing anything. I was just in the line to go get some money at the ATM. That was it. There was a woman in front of me, in the car in front of mm-hmm. me. She gets out and looks at me and starts smiling. Smiling and posting. You know, really in a real sense. <laughs> so while she's doing this, I'm sitting there now. I had somebody laughing about this Thanksgiving day 
Because the truth was, my left hand was on the steering wheel. Lord, I'm single tonight. I don't even have my ring on. That's fine. Uh, uh, my left hand was on the steering wheel. So she saw my wedding band. But what threw me for a loop is when she saw her and she gets in the car. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, this woman goes in her pocket and pulls out her wedding bands and puts them on standing outside of the car. Number one, it was a drive-up ATM. Why was it even necessary for you to get out to get out of the Mm -hmm. car? You know, so so the reality of it is, and that's why I asked that question because sometimes we will encounter, Mm -hmm. we will come in contact Mm -hmm. with with some spirits that aren't so holy. Oh yeah, you know, and 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 that's that's the that's the way I'll put it. You've got to be able, and even in that, if she had not been with me, I would have told her. Mm-hmm. That's just the respect of it all. You know, so it's so important that we are always, you know, keeping those lines open. And I know we talk about this every year, but I guess it's just worth repeating. It's, it's worth it. It's worth repeating. You know, if you're married and in ministry, keep those lines of communication open. Mm-hmm. If you mess up, confess it that's right because she's going to take it better coming from you than she will from somebody else mm-hmm. and you best believe young preachers that there's somebody waiting god help me say this mm-hmm. one there is somebody waiting for you to mess up mm-hmm. and they will use it against you so keep the lines open keep the lines open yep you know, let her know. And that works both ways. Both it does. Ways, definitely. That's it a does. Two-way street. That's a two way street. Keep the lines open. Keep the lines of communication, honest communication. Mm-hmm. See, I have to do that because see, I'm married to somebody who changes their hairstyle. And so when she, when she changes her hairstyle, folks are quick to say, I had another woman with me. How many times have we been through that? Too many. <laughs> Too many. And by now, everybody should know I'm crazy. Right. So, <laughs> so we know nothing else is going on. Right. Everybody should know that right. by now. Right, right, right. But what, what, what else you got? What else you um, got? I, I, I would probably say this one for those that have children. Mm, okay. Be careful who you let in your home. Ooh. Um... And just, pimp, no, you know what, even with children and without, just be careful who you let in your home because you don't need nobody cleaning your house. And this is for the adjutant thing. You don't need anybody cleaning your house. You don't need nobody taking care of your children. You don't need nobody cooking your dinner. You don't need nobody washing your clothes. Take care of your own family. This is where problems come in at. I have seen so many times that preachers and pastors have fallen into the trap of being with the adjutant that's coming to help Mm -hmm. take care of the family. Wow. For years, people had taken care of their own children. I don't need nobody. You don't need nobody. Well, my children are grown and gone. (laughs) But you don't need nobody carrying your baby bag. You don't need nobody taking your child to the bathroom doing service. Mm. You don't need anybody wiping your husband. When your husband finished ministering, you get up and go with him to make sure he's taken care of. Make sure he has water. Make sure he's drying off. Make, you don't need anybody else doing it. That's true. 
Whether it be female or male. That's true. You take care of your spouse. That's true. You take care of your children. You take care of your home. Because there's so many people that are lurking and waiting and trying to find the weak spots when they think you're not watching and they're friends that are really not friends, but they see the benefits that you worked so hard for. And people just think automatically, okay, they preachers, oh, they traveling, they drive a nice car, they he got all this money, and don't realize that we work hard. Let me deal with that. <laughs> let me Please let me say something about that, because I, I really need to say something to those who are on the hunt. Hmm. Let me say it this way. We're on the hunt to marry a preacher. Know what you're doing. This ain't, you know, this Mm -mm. is not a cakewalk. Okay? And and I I say this tonight to help somebody. (laughs) If you think this is easy, think again. Okay? Because there are so many responsibilities that are placed on the life of a Mm -hmm. preacher. Okay? If you don't like anybody interrupting your sleep, because something has happened and and your spouse is needed. Don't marry a preacher. <laughs> Don't marry a preacher. Okay? Anybody who thinks that preaching is a get-rich-quick scheme, that's a hustle. Mm. That's a hustle. Mm. And when ministry becomes a hustle, it is no longer ministry. You got in it for the wrong reasons. Absolutely. Wrong reasons. Absolutely. You know, if, 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 and, and I, I see you pastors commenting, y'all, y'all go ahead and throw it out there. Cause it's the truth, you know, that there are a lot of responsibilities. The Bible says that to whom much is given mm-hmm. much is required. So please understand the larger that congregation, the greater the responsibility, oh, yes. you know, the more your spouse is going to be pulled on, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so you've got to be mindful of that. You know, please, and I think about something Iyanla Van Zandt said. Please don't get caught up marrying a preacher <laughs> for a hat and a parking spot. Don't do it. Because it'll come, it'll backfire. Don't do it. It'll backfire. You know, we, 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 yeah, I'm going to say it this way. God has blessed us, mm-hmm. but here's reality. We have other streams of income besides Definitely. the church. Definitely. And that's one thing I definitely want to encourage those of you who are married in ministry, develop some additional streams. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, you know, the last time we talked about it, I think we had gotten up to what was like five or six different streams of income. Yeah. Seven seven streams of income that are coming in between the businesses, between ministry, uh, my evangelistic work, my my consulting work. She's doing things, baking cakes and things of that nature. You know, you've got to have multiple streams mm-hmm. of income because I still believe even as a pastor, the Bible does not lie. If a man can't take care of his own house, how can he handle the church of God? It should be in such a situation that if I can no longer pastor, she's taken care of. The house is taken care of. So that that's a that's really a big one. That's a big one. You you really you really mm-hmm. you hit it on that one. You definitely hit it on that one. So, you know, be careful. Got to be careful. Be careful. You you can't hmm. I'm going to be spiritual here for a moment. Because sometimes 
people you allow into the house bring spirits. Sure. They bring spirits into the house. Mm. And that's supposed to be your oasis of peace. <laughs> after in dealing with ministry, after traveling, after preaching, after ministering to folk and praying for folk, you know, I'm drained. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't need to come in the house and there's a spirit in the house because somebody's been in there. Now, all of a sudden we arguing and falling out with one another. Oh yeah, we do that. Uh, you know, we arguing, we fussing and we, you know, we're trying to figure out what's wrong. The atmosphere doesn't it's feel off. right. You know, immediately mm -hmm. you got to see the importance of that. You know, you got to see the importance of who you allow to come in. Mm -hmm. And, and, and really in a real sense, let me say this particularly to young pastors and I, I don't want to talk all night, uh -uh, you're fine. but, but please let me say this, please set the boundaries with your members, with those you serve, set the boundaries. I love the folk I passed. I love St. James Church. Mm -hmm. God knows I do. Beautiful. But but they understand. You don't just show up without calling. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know, you just you just don't, you know, pull up at the house I was in the neighborhood. <laughs> no, we can't do that. We can't do that. You know, I find it comical and I'll say this much and we're going to move on. It's so funny, you know, People will say, well, you know, you need to rest. Talking about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or, or here's, here's the one I love. Here's the one I love. Pa Pastor, I didn't mean to bother you. But. But. <laughs> you know, and really, like I said, I love the people I pastor because they have that understanding. Mm -hmm. You know, really in a real sense, and I'm grateful for them because they hold me accountable. What are you doing here on a Monday? Mm-hmm. You know you're not supposed to be here. You know, I, I've got one brother in my church, if, if truth be told, if he calls me and I'm at the church, the first thing he asks, what are you doing there? This is supposed to be your day off. Mm -hmm. Go home. You know, so you got to have those people that will hold you accountable oh, as yeah. well. Uh, so mm -hmm. definitely do that. Definitely, I, didn't, I didn't mean to cut uh -uh, you off. We, you're we fine. here for you tonight. Y'all send your questions in, in the fine. comment section if you you're have fine. any. Drop those in. Uh, for for the for the queen tonight, she's with us. If you have any, and I think we pretty much covered those that have been sent in already. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, if you have any questions, by all means, drop them in the comment section. We can see them here, and we'll definitely take a moment uh, to address those as well. What else you got? Let, let's talk a little bit about um, preachers' children. Mm, okay. Um, remember, I think the other night I was talking about how. People put so much pressure mm -hmm. on preachers' children. Mm -hmm. You the mm -hmm. pastor's daughter. You're the pastor's son. You shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. Yes. And I think we really mess with them because they feel like they can't make a mistake. They feel like sometimes people put them above everybody and they forget that they are still children. They're still teenagers. They're still learning. And... We put so much on them that they really become depressed yeah. with some of the stuff that we put on them. Yeah. Yeah. And even with us, we had to learn with our daughter, you know, she's growing. She's going to make mistakes. So we, sometimes we have to back up and let them make mistakes. We as, as I, I, it's hard to even explain. It, it's hard. We love you, LaFay. She watching. Well, I mean, one, I, I was a, a preacher's 
child yes, and, and my, my grandparents and I couldn't do anything. It just, it just, I, I know your grandmother, I'm going to tell her. And I'm like, well, I didn't do nothing. All I did was go buy ice cream. <laughs> and, and it's like, I know your grandparents, you shouldn't be doing this. And it's like, give me a chance to grow. Give me a chance to make mistakes because how will I know right from wrong if I don't make some mistakes? And we put a lot of pressure on on uh, PKs as they call right. it. And I was just about to I was just about to comment on that because uh, Pastor Kaya just stated the same thing that sometimes we actually push them away from God. Mm-hmm. You know, to the point that as they grow up and and move into adulthood, they don't want anything to do with the church. Don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to get involved. I'm grateful uh, to say all of our girls are you know working in church, involved mm-hmm. in ministry. Uh, but at the same time, you got to give them space to grow. To grow. I mean, I can't help but think about a conversation Vet and I had. This was, gosh, I think she was still in her teens then. And and she made that statement to me, you know, that, you know, you got to give me a chance to learn the lesson. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes, you know, in ministry, if we're not careful trying to protect our names. That's it we will actually destroy the first ministry mm-hmm. because truth be told. And again, this is, this is another message we continue to talk about. Um, the family is the first ministry. It is. If if I can't take care of you, the Bible says that I have erred from the faith and I'm worse mm-hmm. than an infidel. Mm-hmm. I'm worse than somebody who wants to, but does not have the physical ability to do it. Right. So, you know, really in a real sense, so, sometimes you just got to give them space to grow. Got to. Give them space to learn. Let them make the mistakes. And don't let the members beat up on them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the the funny thing is that the children see more than what you think they see. Absolutely. They're, they're beating up on the children, but then they say, okay, well, I just saw you coming out the ABC store. But you telling me mm-hmm. I can't go to the movies and hang out with my friends, <laughs> you know? So don't, don't allow. You know, one of the things that I really love about it, you know, we are moving into a greater knowledge of scripture. Mm -hmm. And I think our, our parents and grandparents did the best they could. Right. Based on their understanding of Of the scriptures. Mm -hmm. Um, Things are changing for us now. Mm -hmm. We have a greater understanding. Right. You know, there, there's nothing there in the Bible that says we can't go to movies. Nothing. The only thing that the word of God teaches us is, and that's not limited to movies. It's just that we have to watch what we encounter that it doesn't have an effect on our souls. You know, and sometimes believe it or not, because we are being super spiritual, we can have an effect on our own souls being Mm -hmm. super spiritual, you know? So, you know, really in a real sense, you're right. You know, give, give them a chance to grow. Let them make mistakes. Right. Let them mess up. Right. It's, it's going. You did it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so did. I mean, and really, and I mean, that's the thing that I think about. You know, because you have folks in church who are quick to beat up on the pastor's children. Mm-hmm. When your children are guilty of some of the same stuff, you beating up the pastor's children mm-hmm. for. Or worse. Or worse. Mm-hmm. So we got to give them the space. Yeah. Give them that. Definitely give them that space. Give them that space. Give them that space. So, so talk about um, being in ministry, uh, married, and 
having to be everywhere, wanting to go everywhere. Every mm-hmm. service that's that's going on, you got to be in the service. Your wife at home, well, you never done that, but you you you're leaving your wife home. You're running every service. Your wife taking care of the children, and I think we discussed this a little bit last year. We did. On um, not going to every service that right. that every time the doors open or. Uh, right now, every time somebody live streaming, you you on the computer, and your wife sit there <laughs> looking pitiful because you're you're spending all the time this, doing something else. This is really important, particularly, and I'm going to say it this way: you're married and have young children. Mm-hmm. This is really important. You know, the key word here is balance. You've got to maintain the balance. And, and because of the balance, you've got to find the strength to say no. Yeah. You got to find the strength. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love the fellowship. I love ministry. But I understand that she comes first. And if she ever gets to a place that ministry comes before her, my life is out of order. Mm-hmm. You know? I want to go over here and support this one. I want to go over here and support this. And let me say this particularly to young preachers. You're just getting married. Mm -hmm. And you've got single brothers and sisters in ministry. Please understand that they are not carrying the same weight of responsibility that you carry. You are a husband. You're somebody's father, somebody's mother. So you have to be able to understand that this comes first. Mm-hmm. This this has got to be first. We got to take care of the house. Mm-hmm. By that I mean sometimes you got to learn how to stay home. Now I, I I I can say this personally because this was a journey for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was a journey for me because at one point in ministry I was trying to be all things to all people. You know. I'm trying to be here for this one. I'm trying to be over here for this one. I'm trying to take care of this and I got to be over here. I got to take care of the church. Oh, I'm supposed to preach tonight. I got seven weeks of revival back to back. And I'm ripping and running up and down the road, going here, there and everywhere. And not realizing, you know what? And it really wasn't so much her. It was me realizing I'm wearing myself down Mm -hmm. to the point that I'm so tired I'm no good to anybody. You know, I think about something one of the members of the church said to me, and they said to me, look, you got to slow down because I don't want to walk in the hospital and see you looking off because you have run yourself down. Mm -hmm. And so I say to, to young preachers, especially those of you who are just getting started in marriage, set the boundaries, have some balance. You know, it's okay to say no. It's okay. It's okay to basically say, you know what? Mm, I can't do this. I, I would love to be there, but I've got another commitment. Because I can tell you from experience, you know, if it ever gets to the point that distance gets between you and your spouse, there's going to be a problem. Right. You know, I don't ever want you in a position of feeling that church comes before you. Right. You know, so, you know, really in a real sense. And I say that particularly to, to young preachers, please be mindful of that. You know, as much as you like to go, you can't go everywhere. 
you know, Especially if you work in a regular job. I was about to definitely If you're working you a nine yeah. to five, yeah. there's no way you can work a nine to five. I mean, we're blessed that I, I work at the church. So, but, you know, <laughs> I, I'm we're blessed that, that I'm able to go when you go. Yeah. I'm able yeah. to, yeah. you know, be there when you need me to be there. But not not everyone is blessed like that. And it took time because in the beginning of our marriage, and I, was I had to, to say, fight to I get was, those days off. Say, even even in the early days, mm-hmm. you know, you you made yourself available. Mm-hmm. You know, but again, at the same time, it was that matter of respect. Right. That that's really what it came down to. It was a matter of being respectful, a matter of honoring you, right, um, as well as honoring the ministry. Um, and it doesn't take anything from you to say no. Please understand that. It doesn't mm-hmm. take anything from you to say no. Mm-hmm. You know, really, in a real sense, I can tell you. Uh, from experience, you will have the greater level of love and respect from your spouse and your spouse will be willing to be more engaging in ministry mm-hmm. when you begin to recognize and honor them. Because if they feel burnt out after a while, they don't, they don't want to go. Particularly with young children. And then they're going to yeah. sit there in the service and, right. and look mad right. <laughs> because they're tired. Right. They worked all day long. They they come home. They help with the, the homework, and they, they made sure the children, the dinner was done. And Absolutely. then now we got to get ready and go to church. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then uh, don't go to a church that people want to be shouting all night. <laughs> no, we ain't going to get into that tonight. <laughs> don't go to a church that they want to be shouting all night because then you really going to be looking crazy when you got to get up again at right. 6 o'clock, getting home at 11 o'clock at night. And, and those are the things you definitely got to. Again, that's that's that mental health piece. Mm-hmm. And, and and keep this in mind, podcasters. Um, she's coming back in 2021. Uh, might not be on the Monday Night Live, but we're going to be doing some podcasts about mental health um, and finding some some avenues and some venues for release, mm-hmm. uh, particularly in ministry, so that you will be able to stay mentally strong and mentally focused. So mm-hmm. th- those things are important. So. You, you got anything else for me tonight? I'm sure you got something. No, believe it or not, <laughs> I, I, I think, you know, pretty much the questions that have come in uh, for you tonight, you've handled them well. Well, thank um, you. And, of course, as always, I, I said to you privately, but I can tell you online, live, on Facebook Live, with all of our viewers tonight, thank you for all that you do. Really, You're welcome. Thank you for all that you do. Um, it's not easy. Ministry is not easy. And uh, as I said, this year, it's it's been, I won't even say trying, but mm-hmm. it has been a challenge. Ministry has definitely been a challenge this year um, due to COVID, you know, having to adjust some things, you know, having, having to turn parts of the house into a studio uh, so that you can make sure Bible study still goes forth mm-hmm. and things of that nature. And you have handled it with great grace. So... I don't get in the way of God. I thank you. You know that's what I say. I don't get in the way of God. Whatever he got that's in what store for us, saying. and that's that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I thank you, and as always, thank you for jumping in with us this last morning.